Chapter 17. Big Trouble in Little Festavia The first morning Light awoke Wraith. He'd had a full night's sleep. Blue sensed Wraith's movement and twitched her ears and asked, Breakfast? Breakfast? Yes, Blue. I'll help feed you, but give me time to get ready. Come on, Wraith. I've been waiting all night. You haven't been waiting. You've been sleeping, you greedy cat. Yes, and I've been hungry in my sleep, dreaming of jelly pouches. Wraith wiped away the sleep from his eyes. In the night, he'd moved a little further afield from the group, away from the noise to rest. At the edge of the forest, under a large fir tree, he found a place to sleep with Blue. The tree along with the forest was now gone. Wraith was a little surprised, but remembered that Lynx had said that the lake comes and goes. He stood up, stretched and looked in the direction of the campfire. His face turned pale. A pack of horses and pathmen had returned and were encircling the camp. Sensing danger, Wraith mounted Blue and said, Ride, mighty beast! I assume I'll get a larger lunch then, said Blue. Your belly is a constant demand of yours. Yes, and it brings me joy. Come on, we have a serious matter to attend. Blue bounded at a low-calorie pace towards the pack of horses. The horses turned to them. Wraith saw that they had Katie and the others trapped inside a tightly formed circle. "'What's going on here?' shouted Wraith affirmatively. "'You ain't passing, boy,' said what appeared to be the ringleader, who was mounted on a dark, larger horse and was cloaked in a long, dark leather coat. "'Katie, are you okay? "'Yes, I am.' These fools have decided to act like bullies and trap us, Wraith commanded. Release her at once. Watch your mouth, karate man. You ain't the boss. I assume you, who you soon will be flattened, is he. A sound of clapping was heard from within the circle. Facing blue, the pack parted to form an upside-down V. Sitting on a log opposite Katie was a man with a shaved head, an eyebrow piercing and black bandana. He casually chewed a long piece of grass. His eyes were fixated on Katie, sat opposite, angry and defiant. He tutted his teeth and said, I'll give it to you. You ain't scared, but you should be. Dis your girl, the man said without breaking his stare at Katie. Ha ha, no, far from it. Wraith, that's not nice, said Katie. What I should have said is she's her own person and she commands herself, but now... You as well? Shut up, fool. Ain't no girl command me. I am the boss. You can't keep your eyes off her. She commands your full attention. Nah, you're wrong. She gonna make a good add to my collection. Katie dismissively said, I actually don't have time for this. Listening to you is like watching grass grow. Avoiding Lynx's restraining hand, Katie stood up from her log. A few gang members sniggered at Katie's comments. Sit back down, girl, or you'll meet the bad man I'm keeping locked inside. Katie remained standing and said, You're going to get your ass kicked for saying that. Wraith's a martial arts expert, and he fights polar bears. The gang cackled and laughed uncontrollably, but were silenced by a hand sign from the boss. We ain't scared of a kick or a punch. That ain't power. This is power. And he whipped open his jacket and displayed a large dangling machete. Katie looked at the rest of her captors, and they all brandished the same. You even try, and man gets shanked. Wraith realised he was outmatched. 
They were now the prisoners and the gang were the jailers. Wraith was out of ideas. His plan before was simple. It was to ask them to leave or make them leave. Neither now was an option. Now, girly and karate boy, you've made me look like the fool and I can't have that. I've got to get my rep back. What do you want? shouted Wraith, keeping strength in his voice, even though he was limited. I'm gonna have your stuff, your girl and your cat. Clenching his fists, Wraith said, Over my dead body. All forty mounted gang members drew their long knives and Wraith stubbornly gritted his teeth. Oi, oi! From behind Wraith came the deep chants of Ajax. He rode on Evie, alongside Wraith, chanting, Manamat, manamat, hold tight, old school, this is how we do. The gang members looked confused and momentarily lost their aggression. A gang member from the back of the pack asked, Who's that garage? Yes, son, replied Ajax. I haven't heard that in seasons, said the gang member. The boss, who was still sitting on the log, sensed he was losing his moment, snapped. Oi, pig man, what are you doing here? Without delay, Ajax replied, All right, Maddox. How do you know me? I know everyone, me old mucker. I know you ride around these lands being a naughty boy. I ain't no boy. All right, you naughty man, then. What I was saying is, these guys are cool. It ain't worth it. Who are you to me? Nothing, mate, but my dad is something to him. And Ajax pointed to a gang member who was mounted on his horse close to the boss. The man answered, Yeah, his dad has just started coaching me to box. Boxing? You are my right-hand man. You ain't got time for that. I've made time. He says I can be a champion. Shut up, man. Calm with that bull. Your life is with the fam. The thing is, it ain't. His dad has given me more. If he's given you more, why are you still here, then? You know what? I don't know. And the man rode from the boss's side and trotted next to Ajax. The boss's face dropped. It was obvious he hadn't foreseen that. Ajax whispered in Wraith's ear and said, Leave this to me. I've got this. Maddox, these guys are with me. They're cool. We ain't after no trouble, so let's call it a day. The boss, real name Maddox, was still in shock about the loss of his henchmen. His shock changed to anger as he stood from the casual seated position and said, Anyone else gonna cut? The man's sudden departure had caused a level of anxiety amongst the group. They were shiftily looking at one another, trying to guess each other's next move. We're family. We're a team, said the boss. We ain't no family. You make us work, said another member, who was growing in confidence to dare question. That's because I am the boss, said the boss angrily. What we do is wrong. Taking things, hurting people. It ain't right, said another. Well, I'll be. You know what? All the men that want to go, go. And the men who gonna be a soldier, be ready or I'll cut you myself. Half of the pack rallied their horses and trotted off. The boss nodded and said, So, we've lost the Deadwood and kept the soldiers. You karate man is going to pay first. Look, Maddox, how about we walk away and call it a day, said Ajax, using diplomacy. Nah, bruv, it's gone too far. I'm going to take your stuff and make you pay. Ajax whispered to Wraith, We've damaged his ego. He's going to need to prove himself. Maddox, you might win now, but when my dad and all the good people he's helped hear about this, you will lose every day from then on. 
I'm telling you, back off, and I'll forget this whole thing, Ajax said, taking a tougher stance. Before Maddox, the boss, could reply, another familiar voice interrupted the dialogue. Well, 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 finally I found you. The voice's origin was behind the tall grass, which was where Soul Lake once was. All awaited to see the grass part in several places. From the head-height grass appeared a long dyed hair of... Lots, sneered Wraith. He looks super old school. Who's this fella? said Ajax. Wraith replied, He's an itch you just can't scratch. Oh, Wraith, you're most impolite and nasty to me, but that's just the way I like it, said Lutz, whilst shaking his hand at Wraith, with the other rested behind his back. Who's this fool? said Maddox. Ah, you must be he who calls himself the boss. I'll enjoy making you submit the most. <laughs> We're going to jack you too. Oh dear, my good friend, it is I who's going to reprive you of your prize. Hand me the girl and I'll let you live. For a while. Alone Lot stood at the edge of the long grass. He was dressed in an extravagant Victorian officer's jacket, complemented with cream leggings and knee-high leather boots. His hair was puffed as large as a soldier's bearskin hat. Blaze! Draven! Go and jack's this fool, said Maddox. Two men dressed in white and blue feathers dismounted from their horses and walked with a swagger towards Lutz. They towered over him. Blaze, who was dressed in blue, gripped Lutz's arm. If I was you, I'd remove your dirty mitt, said Lutz provocatively. Shall I knock him out? Blaze said to Draven. Before Draven could answer, a broken limb of a mannequin smashed over Blaze's head, causing his legs to instantly buckle and fall to a lifeless heap on the floor. The grass all shook at once, and in a blink of an eye, many mannequins emerged. Lot said, Ah, Cedric, I am sorry about your arm, but well played you. Cedric, the mannequin hidden from within the grass, had snapped an arm off to reach Blazer's head. Now, that's loyalty, Mr. Boss. It seems not even your right-arm man would lose a finger for you. A hundred or so mannequins dressed in eighties outfits lined the edge of the tall grass. They stood in three lines and looked formidable. Maddox could see he was outnumbered and had no idea of what he was dealing with. Hand me the girl now and no harm shall come to you. For now. Maddox looked at Katie and she said, Give me away and it proves you'll just talk. Ajax whispered to Wraith, I feel a rot coming. We need a distraction. There was a pause as the boss and Lutz stared each other down. Lutz raised the edges of his lips and pulled a provocative smirk. A small bluebird fluttered between the feuding pair and Alec cried, The princess! She's written back! Seizing the moment, Ajax cried, That's it! Charge! And he and Evie Weeby Pants sped at high bush pig speed straight at the horse V formation. The horses panicked and tossed their riders off. Evie crashed through the V and continued on into the first straight line of mannequins, which on impact smashed into several pieces. The chaos prompted the mannequin army and the pathmen to battle fiercely. Wraith steered Blue through the brawling chaos to the campfire. He found Lynx protecting Katie and Alec, carefully unwrapping his message from the bird. Wraith leant down to pull Katie up, but was suddenly pulled by a white arm from Blue. 
he fell to the floor and saw standing over him was a leather-chained cap-wearing killer 80s mannequin. From the floor, Wraith defensively snapped its leg with a shin kick. He stood to his feet to be met by another two mannequins, trying to chop his head. To fight at short range, he switched to a Wing Chun fighting style. Blue joined in by battling attackers with her paws. Pathmen and mannequins were smashed for a cricket six. In the fiery chaos, Wraith became separated from Blue and became surrounded by several mannequins, hungry for revenge. He felt a tap on his shoulder. Wraith turned instantly and held a Kung Fu cat stance. Ha ha, easy now, Bruce. I've got your back, said Maddox's defeated right-hand man. Can you battle? asked Wraith. He tuttered and said, Man, I've had more brawls than you've had hot dinners. He opened his jacket and brandished his large machete. The silver blade glistened in the morning sun. I don't need this. Weapons is for waste men. I have my fists. I'm going to be a champion boxer one day. Watch me. The man dropped his large weapon to the grassy floor. What's your name? asked Wraith. Flash, bruv. Yours is Rafe, innit? I guess my name hasn't travelled far. Yeah, yeah, but not as far as mine will go. Now, let's smash em up. Wraith and Flash took on their nine surrounding mannequins. Wraith disintegrated three with a sequence of machine gun sidekicks, while Flash pulverised three with several boxing hand combinations. I ain't putting your style down, but I reckon boxing is better, said Flash. Wraith gritted his teeth with a competitive rage and said, We'll see about that. Can your hands do this? And Wraith pirouetted and released a kick which knocked off two mannequins' heads. That, sir, is called a spinning hook kick. Take note. Flash laughed. It's funny. I've never met an odd geek before. You need to put eyes on this. And with a boxer's lead hook punch, Flash jumped at another mannequin, which sent its head flying. I call that the jumping mic. It'll knock any man out. Whilst fighting for their own lives, Wraith and Flash continued to bond nicely. After another charge at the cluster of mannequins, Ajax had been pulled from Evie. He wasn't worried. For his little bush pig, she could handle herself. Ajax was concerned for Katie and the others by the campfire. Using his stocky physique, he charged at a fast pace through the fighting crowd. Nothing could stop Ajax. His dad always said he'd make a great prop. He reached the campfire and saw Lynx and Katie sitting still, fixed to the log. Guys, guys, let's go, shouted the rescuing Ajax. Wish we could, but he's stopping us, said Lynx. Ajax looked to where Lynx pointed. Standing opposite, twiddling his machete, was Maddox, the boss. Go and sit with them, unless you want some of this, said Maddox, and he pointed the blade straight towards Ajax's head. Ajax felt his heart increase in beats. He could wrestle well, but stood little chance against a knife. Are you tough without your weapon? asked Ajax. Yeah, I'd slap you around easy, but this is my insurance policy. If you drop your weapon, I'd snap you like a twig. Sit down, or step up, big man, said Maddox. Ajax knew he had no alternative but to sit. It wasn't worth risking his life. Yeah, that's right. Sit down, little bitch. Ajax snarled, but he kept his temper. Because a good friend of his was killed by a knife, it wasn't worth the risk. Ajax sat on the log next to Katie and Lynx. You did the right thing. Thanks for trying, said Katie. Maddox twiddled his machete with a smug smile. He liked having power. He liked being the boss. A mannequin chopped through two of the pathmen who were protecting Maddox, 
they collapsed into dead heaps on the floor and vanished from existence. Maddox aimed his knife towards the stomach of its white torso and thrust. The blade snapped in two and rendered useless. He tussled with the mannequin and pushed it into the smouldering campfire. Lynx and Katie held its arms to make sure it set alight. Maddox turned to boast to Ajax, who had questioned his manhood, but was met by Ajax's full charge. He'd seen his opportunity. He folded Maddox in half on impact, and then with all his strength, lifted him high up above his shoulders. "'Who's the little bitch now?' said Ajax. "'Yo, you'd better put me down, or I'm going to end you. "'I'll put you down all right,' and he threw him into the third line of patiently waiting mannequins. "'You better be as tough as you say you are, boss,' Ajax roared. Ajax rushed up to Katie and Lynx, who were now standing. He then looked down to Alec, who was still sitting, carefully writing his response to the princess. "'Mate, now is not the time to write to a bird,' said Ajax. "'I know, I know, but she's a lady that mustn't be kept waiting.' Ajax ignored Alec's comments and said, "'We need to make a run for it. Lots of men are growing in numbers, and after they've finished with the pathmen, we're next.' Ajax whistled for Evie. From within the fighting chaos, mannequins and pathmen started to be tossed aside in a rippling pattern north of the campfire. "'There she is,' Ajax said, proud of his snorting furry pig. She paraded into the campsite, chewing a mannequin's wooden arm. Ajax said, "'Katie, jump onto Evie and Lynx go with her. Alec, I will fight our way free. We will meet you at the first mudhole.' "'Mudhole?' questioned Lynx. "'Yeah, Evie loves them. Cover yourself in mud and hide. We'll find you.' Katie and Lynx saddled up on Evie and rocketed away, off into the distance. "'Right, Alec, we best get going,' said Ajax. "'Hang on,' said Alec as he brandished his fishing rod. "'What are you going to do with that? How thick is Evie's hind? Thick enough that a bear couldn't bite through it. Great, we can still catch a ride.' Alex cast his rod far into the distance and towards the stampeding Evie, the hook embedded into her thick hind, and Alex shouted, Grab me! Ajax grabbed Alex's waist, and as soon as the line tightened, Alex shouted, We've caught a live one! And then Ajax and Alex fell to the floor and were tugged forcefully along the grass. Fortunately for them, there was still enough morning dew on its surface to slip easily along, bowling mannequins like skittles on the journey safely away. On passing Wraith and Flash, Ajax shouted, Let's go! Meet you at the first muddle! Wraith and Flash were having too much fun to want to leave. Ah, oh, it's so stress-relieving! Nothing like a morning spa to wake oneself up! shouted Wraith while he fought two mannequins. Yep, these guys are like a few light rounds of shadow sparring before the pads, replied Flash, letting out a hand combination on another two attacking mannequins. They both paused to watch Evie and her escaping caravan of revellers run off into the distance. The fighting had almost stopped. The last few remaining pathmen had decided to call it quits and escape on their horses. Several more lines of mannequins had eerily assembled on the edge of the long grass. Standing a safe distance away from the lines, Wraith stroked Blue, who was loyally by his side, and said, There must be hundreds. Where have they all come from? Angry and startled, Flash said, They've grabbed Maddox and a few of the boys. We can leave on Blue and he'll never catch us, said Wraith. Flash, deep in thought, stared at Maddox, who was held captive by several mannequins. Lutz stood dead centre of his ever-growing army, who was appearing in droves from the long grass. 
Wraith, it's time you join me. All this running must be so tiresome, cried Lutz. Man, it's creepy how his voice travels like that, said Flash. Yeah, he's like a mad ventriloquist. I've got to go and get Maddox, said Flash insistently. Why? I was his boy. I know he's nothing but bad, but I can't bail on him. He's not worth vanishing for, and it's certain you will lose your life if you try. There's too many. You go, Wraith. He's my bad problem. And Flash broke into a hundred-metre sprint towards Lutz and his army. Wraith was left with a dilemma, help his new friend and face certain death, or live and save Katie. Wraith made up his mind and mounted Blue, and turned her away from Lutz and his army. Are we to leave? asked Blue. We must. We have a quest. Your mother's quest. Flash paced towards the line and stopped just out of reach of the mannequins. From the mannequin's grip, Maddox smiled, revealing a gold tooth, and shouted, My man, you came back. Brothers for life. As long as you act like a thug, I ain't your bro. I'm done with that, Flash shouted back. You ain't better than me. You is the same bro. No, I ain't. I've been stupid, and I'm gonna put it right. Weirdly, I think I need to save you. Lutz, pretending to sob, said, This is all so touching, but I hate to disappoint you, good gentlemen. There will be no saving today, just giving to me. You're a fool. Flash is going to ice you, said Maddox, but was silenced as one of the four mannequins covered his mouth. Flash clicked his fingers and stamped his foot, which was a sign for the other captive men to perform a pre-planned escape move. At once, all pathmen stamped their captors' feet, exploding them into pieces. They then delivered sharp elbows to their captors' torsos, which released their binding grip. A squirmish of fighting broke out amongst the few pathmen and a handful of mannequins which was watching patiently by several hundred killer 80s mannequins. Lutz's laugh echoed all around the land as he watched Maddox and a few men fight desperately for freedom. One by one, they were defeated. Flash saw his former gang members vanish or collapse unconscious until it was just him and Maddox fighting side by side. Run, bro! You've got what it takes to make it, said Maddox. You could make it too. Let's both run, bruv! They both turned to run. Whack, whack! Two consecutive chops hit both men from behind across the head. They never stood a chance. Maddox's body was pulled into the long grass while Flash screamed from the floor. His vision was shaking from concussion. Flash felt grips on his leg and he too began to be dragged. I guess it's my time, Maddox said aloud to Lutz's approving claps. Hee-ya! screamed Wraith. He and Blue leapt from the tall grass. They had both flanked the enemy using the cover of the grass. Lutz laughed and said, Oh, what a wonderful surprise! and ducked Blue's swiping paw. Forget him! Grab Flash! said Wraith. Blue, like a mother cat, scooped Flash up into her mouth and ran for freedom. Running safely away into the distance, they heard, Until next time, my brave warrior, echoed Lutz's voice over the still grassy land. That man is the clear definition of creepy, said Wraith.